name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So we celebrate the starting of the church year. And the theme of this homily is we started with prayer and good works. The reading uh, for the indiction, the beginning of the church year and the epistle begins this way. I urge that supplications and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all men. So we have our resolution, our New Year's resolution. We need to, we need supplication, prayer, intercession, and thanksgiving for all men. So supplication, a humble entreaty. Prayer, petition offered to God for the mercies desired. Intercessions, prayer on behalf of others. Thanksgiving, for all the blessings received. So, I wrote down my commitment, my new effort this year. It's not new, but it, we come back to it all the time. Commit to being consistent in humbly entreating our Lord God for mercy desired for ourselves and others, always with thanksgivings for blessings received. Do it every day, twice a day. Right? Let's make that effort. This is my New Year's resolution, my beginning of the church year, to pray better, to pray for others more consistently, to put those people at the top of the list. Why to do this? So that as we draw near to Christ, we receive the grace of his presence, that we may participate in the good work of the kingdom of God. So this effort isn't just a sense for me. It's that I would in some way, by God's mercy and grace, become a better participator in the good work of God in his kingdom. You're not excited about this. This is like awesome. I make a commitment to pray more consistently so I'll be a better child of God. Each, each year better, right? Each, each effort better. We'll get to this at the end. So these good works. Uh, the Lord quotes Isaiah when he stands in the temple. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim release of captives, recovering the sight of the blind, Set at liberty those who are oppressed. Proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. These are the words of Isaiah. The Lord quotes them. This is the effort God desires us to make. We need to pray to draw near to God so we'll have the grace to work in his kingdom in this way. To preach good news to the poor. They're always with us, beloved. And God makes it very clear through the scriptures and through the teachings of the church that it should be a primary effort for us all to take care of those less fortunate. Move them forward. Support them when they fall. Be encouragements to them. 
want to share a story with you. Um, we had a beautiful meeting with our St. Bridget ministry. And I'd encourage you, if you want to work in here, do any work on Monday at 5 o'clock or on uh, Thursday from 10 to 11 to 1 for, the, uh, for our work with some of the needy in the community. It's a beautiful time to do that. We need extra help there, so if you're interested in that, helping the poor very specifically in those times would be beautiful. But this story was shared um, by one of our members. Um, it was a story about Mother Teresa. And Mother Teresa, a great example of giving her life to serve the less fortunate. Um, this man came, very rich man came with his checkbook and said, I want to help your ministry. And uh, she says, no, put your checkbook away. Take off your coat and take off your tie. And see that man over there? He's dying. He'll die very soon. I want you to just go hold him. Just put him in your arms and hold him. I don't want him to die alone. So he goes over there and holds the man. And the man passes. And the man comes back to Mother Teresa. And she says, do you know who that was? He says, no. He says, that was Jesus Christ. That's who we take care of. We need to see Christ in everyone, but especially in the poor. We need to be able to do this. See Christ in other people. But when we're taking care of those less fortunate, it's truly Christ in that very deep way. So we need to understand how important it is from the Lord's words, preach good news to the poor. Heal the brokenhearted. There's many people that are broken by life. They need a shoulder to cry on. They need a hand to be held. They need to be supported. And you have the answer for them, beloved, because Christ died for them and you have that crucified Christ in you. Christ did not suffer, so we would not suffer. Christ did not become poor, brokenhearted, and oppressed, so that we would not. He came to be with us in those moments. So as Christ is in you, that crucified Christ is in you, you can take that crucified Christ and be with those that struggle, that are brokenhearted. He gets brokenheartedness. So we can be that Christ to them. We have the answer for the brokenhearted. Christ crucified in us that we can be that support to others. He says also, proclaim the release to captives. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, when you go away on vacation, it's, it's nice because things can just get quiet. <sighs> quiet. Silence. You know, our, we are so bombarded by noise, by opinions, by just stuff that flies at us. We have very little time to just be quiet inside and contemplate Christ, contemplate the Father, the Holy Spirit, the saints. Just a time to just slow down, stop. You know, I know it's interesting, you know, when the, our kids go to camp for a week, 
They can't take any devices. And after about three days, they're going, oh, Father, this is so wonderful. Life is so good. I'm not like drawn into this internet world. Oh, it's so good. And what do they do when they first get in the car? Pop. They come back to it. The trouble with this is that we just need to understand the importance of uh, the need to be quiet, the need for silence, to be, to be released from the captivity of the noise of the world. So find time in your morning to be quiet. Find time during the day to be quiet. Remember Father Hopko gave a story one time. He said there's a um, kind of a, a, a strategy for the successful people in the world. Says, Every person should be, sit, be quiet for one hour a day. If you're really busy, it should be two hours. <laughs> Silence, quietness, being removed from the busy, the, the noise of life is important. I encourage you very much to kind of find that. And recover the sight to the blind. There are so many that don't see God. And we might be, and probably are, in many cases, that which God has given to them to see him. We are that example. We are that person. You know, it's a great story. Uh, Simeon the Stylite, you know, uh, there's some pretty radical saints in the church. St. Simeon is a radical saint. So he decided uh, to to withdraw from the world and begin to pray, pray constantly. So he built a little pillar about three feet high. Okay? And he gets on the pillar and he stands and or kneels and prays all day. But people were bothering him, so he raised the pillar. <laughs> and they kept bothering him, so he raised the pillar higher. I think it got to like... 60 feet, something like that. Tall as a house. On the pillar, praying all the time. And people would come to him and say, St. Simeon, pray for me. And he'd pray, and, their prayer would, and that prayer would be answered by God. So, I'm not saying you need to get on a pillar. But maybe you do. <laughs> but we need to be that. That example, that light, that St. Simeon was obviously very unique and very much an individual light in the church. There's others that became stylites, but he was the first. But for all of us to understand that we are a light of Christ to the world, to the friends, to people around us, we need to be that, not shy away from it. Maybe we need to share every once in a while words, but more important, our example. We need to be that to this world. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, the Lord says. Oppressed by our appetites. You know, we're coming upon a time uh, soon where we'll be confronted with jets, with broncos, with raiders, 
with many distractions. <laughs> We're going to get distracted. We're going to be pulled away. We're going to be oppressed by our appetites. Father, you need to have a short homily today because the game's on. In a way, thank God that you can tape them now because there was a time when that was asked. <laughs> not good. Our appetites, what can you not say no to? That needs to be dealt with. We all have appetites we are drawn toward that just draw us in, and when they show up, we just say yes. We need to be able to say no to our appetites. God helping us. Proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Beloved, we need to fight to believe all the time, constantly. For God is with us. And the scriptures teach the Lord himself, St. Paul says, who can be against us? St. John Chrysostom makes a comment on this and says, we have a faith against which nothing can be done. I remember Father John gave that homily and he quoted that. I felt like I had a Superman shirt on. I have a faith against which nothing can be done. Nothing can stand against this faith. Wow. You should be really encouraged. There should be smiles on your face. Fight to believe because God is with us. But there's a caveat to this in a sense, too. Because if we're making this effort to be good stewards of God's kingdom and work in his kingdom, there's something we must understand first. And that is that we are poor. We're the brokenhearted. We're the captives. We're the blind. We're the oppressed. It's not them, beloved. It's us all together. I read this every year at the beginning of the church year. It's a book called Entering the, Grace of, Entering the Year of Grace. And God comes to us every year at the beginning of the year. He holds up this scroll and sits down this day and the scriptures fulfilled in his ears, in your ears. Jesus addresses the same solemn declaration to us at the start of every year. I am poor perhaps materially, but certainly spiritually. I'm captive, captive by my own egoism and my sin. I am blind, for my eyes do not know how to perceive the divine light. I'm wounded, perhaps by external circumstances of my life, but much more so by my repeated spiritual failures. And all the time, Jesus is there in front of me, offering to me and to all forgiveness. At this moment, I accept his word, his salvation. Everything can become new for me today. Today, at the first day of the year, is offered to me, the same offers to me, is made to me. I've heard this divine promise so many times already. I've started so many years. I've abused this grace so many times. Wasting in sin the opportunities open for my conversion. But in spite of this accumulation of infidelities, Jesus still renews his offer to me this year, starting 
and still can be with me, can be to me a year of grace of the Lord. I do not know if I shall have the strength and grace to persevere, but at least on this first day, I can look towards our Lord in a spirit of faith and consecration. The gospel says, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Would that on this first day of the year my eyes might turn away from the defilements in which they take pleasure and fasten themselves onto Christ and remain fixed on him. For if I have courage to keep my eyes on Jesus alone and not turn them aside, I shall no longer fall. Lord Jesus, I look at thee. I listen to thy promise. Let me now hear in a way that is totally personal, intimate, the assurance. This day is a scripture fulfilled in thy years. May God be with us this new coming year, beloved. There's a lot to do. There's a lot in front of us. But God is with us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.